0: I do want to get some of this out this morning. It's move of God. I'm so excited. And, um, man, no time for formalities. Get your Bible. We dealt with Issachar earlier. I'm going to honor pastor and wives more formally at the end. But, man, I I just, is it okay? Protocols established. Amen. Is that okay, pastor? Uh, I I, I really want to just get back in this thing. We talked about the sons of Issachar um, and just how, They could discern the times. They could see what was going on. You were at 8 o'clock service. You saw that, that Issachar's anointing. But I specifically today, I want you to go over to to John uh, chapter 12. Amen. And I want to look at uh, verse uh, number uh, 27. This is so good. And it's going to really fit for all that rich work your pastor just did and the Spirit of God just did on helping you all to not give up. Those of you who had those gut punches, uh, this is really going to minister life and healing to you as we continue under that same vein. Amen? And I promise you, y'all, you, you humor me today. I'm going to formally honor some people at the end. I'm so glad to have my sweet wife, but I just I really feel a pull of the anointing just jump right in, okay? So over there in John chapter 12, I want you to note that Jesus had just got through telling his disciples about how he was going to be dying about uh, how he was going to be leaving, all that kind of good stuff. And I want to say something that's really going to bless you as a Christian. Did y'all know that Jesus had emotions? Amen. Yeah, Jesus had feelings, y'all. He he had emotions. Now, you and I, we fight really hard to get in the spirit, uh, but Jesus at times had to fight hard to get in the emotions (laughs) because he was all spirit. And he had the spirit without measure. Right. So his dominant voice was his spirit, man. And aren't you glad he never sinned? Amen. Amen. He never fell short. But Jesus had emotions. Y'all remember in the garden of Gethsemane, he asked the father, he said, let this cup pass over. Not my will. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. What was going on? Now, he wasn't flawed, but what did he have? He had emotions. Amen. He didn't acquiesce to any emotion but he came as a man we have not a high priest that cannot be touched tempted amen but at all points was tried just like you and I and that's why as you go through this world and you recognize man if Jesus beat it I can beat it right greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world you can have authority over your emotions is that all right? So this afternoon, I want to deal with that. And I give you my subject. It's kind of three-tiered, but we're talking, again, about discerning the move of God. Today, we talked about discerning the last day move at 8 o'clock. But today, I want to talk about discerning the move of God. And I want to deal with two sort of subtopics underneath that. And that is, what if your feelings are wrong, <laughs> amen, and when God is up to something for you? Is that all right? Because you all know sometimes our feelings are off. They're wrong. And we see that. Jesus said, Now is my soul what? Troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. In other words, stop it. Move me from needing to do this. I don't want to have to deal with this stuff anymore. I want to get on out of here. Anybody ready for the rapture? Amen. The saints had said just a few verses earlier, they came, they said we would see Jesus. Amen. Y'all, I'm ready to see Jesus. I don't know about you, right? But I also understand that I need to occupy till he comes right so in this context he says my soul is troubled save me from this hour but for this cause came i unto this hour you got a cause you got a purpose you got a reason you got to occupy you got to fulfill your mission in god and that's why we can't quit discerning the move of god are y'all in here Right? And then he goes on in verse number 28, as I keep on going, Father, so instead of my emotions being the predominant voice, glorify your name. In other words, I'm not listening to my feelings anymore. (laughs) I'm not listening to my background anymore. I'm not listening to who I used to be and what I used to do and what the accuser of the brethren is trying to convince me of. Come on, somebody. I'm not listening to the voice of the abortion I had seven years ago. I'm not listening to the voice of the adultery I had 10 years ago. I'm not listening to the voice of my past. Come on. I'm not listening to dullness and darkness anymore. Father, glorify your name. I'm forging ahead, taking authority over my emotions. I'm going to finish my purpose. I'm going to finish my cause. Then the Bible says, then came there a voice from heaven, discerning the what of God? The move of God. Then came a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. Aren't you glad God's name has been glorified already? But y'all, he said he's going to glorify it again. And guess how he's going to do it? He's going to glorify his name in you. He's going to glorify his name in you fulfilling everything he called you to do. That men might see your good works and do what? Glorify the Father where? Which is in heaven. Let me put it out of code. That means you're going to be blessed, favored, prospered, married, moving on to greater. Because you got to get some glory on your life so that God's name can be glorified in the earth. Come on. In the earth. Come on. One of the glory of God, dear, did you not preach this? Is the goodness of God. Yeah. But it's also the substance of God. Yeah. Amen. It's the things of God. And he's going to glorify his name in your life. It's you finishing college. It's you becoming who God called you to be, Gappers. We'll talk about it on tomorrow night. But God is going to glorify his name in your life. And then came a voice from heaven saying, I both glorified it and I'm going to glorify it again. Somebody lift your hand and say, Father, do it again. <laughs> But pastor, this text is powerful, man of God, because um, a voice comes from heaven. But uh, note that there were three different interpretations of the same voice. And so I want to deal with that today because ultimately, Christiana, are we discerning the move of God? Mama, are we discerning the voice of God? Because where his voice goes, that's where he's moving. Is that not right? Right. And the Bible says, the people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it had done what, y'all? Thundered. Mm. Others said that an angel spake to him. But, y'all, who was Jesus talking to? He was talking to the Father. So, depending on where you were in your spiritual pedigree, the Father's voice sounded like thunder, <coughs> an angel. Or in Jesus's case, the one who had the spirit without measure, it sounded the way it was supposed to sound, like the voice of the father. And that's where I want to chisel away at your soul today. Your spirit man is already perfect, but is your soul man discerning the voice of the father? Are we discerning the move of God? Do we know where God is and how he's moving, what he's doing and how he's getting it done? And notice that Jesus said to the people, he answered and said, this voice did not come for me, but he came for your sake. So, y'all, a crucial catch in our Christian journey is to be able to discern when God is talking, how God is talking, but then also who he's talking through. And the reality of that is, is if you're going to do that well, you're going to have to get over what your feelings are saying that are not exactly what God is saying. Sometimes our feelings are right because sometimes our feelings are tapped into God. (laughs) Sometimes, amen, the Bible says we would have joy and gladness. Joy, the fruit of the spirit, but then we also have gladness because it's the spinoff of the joy that we are experiencing. The joy of the Lord, which is our strength, joy and gladness, happiness, an emotion that is congruent with the joy that's on the inside. Are y'all in here? Amen. But then sometimes, y'all, you're just going to have to rely on joy, which is strength, despite gladness, despite what your feelings are trying to say. Despite what your feelings are trying to do, there has to become that moment where you're like Paul and you say, I know in whom I believe. I don't feel, I don't think, I know what God says, I know what God promised me, and I refuse to allow my feelings to have a precedent in my life. Somebody lift your hand and say, I don't trust my feelings anymore. No, come on, say it again. I don't trust my feelings anymore. Because sometimes my feelings are wrong. Let me tell you when your feelings are wrong. Your feelings are wrong when they tell you something other than what God said was going to come to pass in your life. Your feelings are wrong when they try to convince you of something other than who God says you are in this life. My feelings aren't always right. And these people, because they didn't have the right amount of discernment, because they didn't have the right amount of the Holy Ghost. I don't know. Maybe they missed the, the, the services. Maybe they weren't coming to their pastor's Bible study. Maybe they were just a religious Sunday morning person. I don't know. But either way you shake it up, they didn't fast enough. They didn't read the word enough. I don't know. They just did not have the necessary discernment to know what God was saying, when he was saying it, and how he was saying it. And that's my assignment to Because why is discernment so important? Because, y'all, God is up to something for you. This is so good. Y'all, understand that if you knew how close you really were, I'm talking to the obedient. If you knew just how next door you were to what God had promised, to what God had said, every give up voice, every idea, every thought other than knowing that by his stripes you were already healed, all of it would become subdued and you'd put no confidence in the flesh. But because the enemy does his job to give us a smoke screen and make us believe and think that God is nowhere in the neighborhood. Understand that he can convince us if we're not careful to go along with how we feel instead of what God has said. And I want to work through that because that's discerning the move of God. That's knowing what God is up to. That's being bigger in the spirit than you are in the emotions. That's being bigger in the spirit than you are in your soul. Oh, I love teaching down here. This is like my favorite church to preach at, y'all, away from home, because every time I come, all I see is a huge church. That's all I see. All I see is the move of God. That's all I see. I see it literally, but all I see are the groves of people that are just coming this way. All I see is the favor of God. All I see is the millions in the television program. That's all I see. All the billboards with the pastors on it throughout this whole city. That's all I see. Well, how do you see it, Pastor Gabe? Because I'm in a spirit realm that is bigger than my natural realm. And that's where you got to go. That's where you got to get. That's how you're going to make manifest the things that God has promised you. Can I testify a little bit? Back at home when, I, when our campus was a dilapidated old space, nothing on it, didn't have enough money to do this, do that. Brother Dwayne, I bought it by faith, stood on it a whole year, still couldn't complete it yet. Amen. A year or two later, God allowed me to do it. But the point was this, y'all. Every time I'd go visit that broke down campus, ask my wife even before we owned it, what did I do? Like, Ezekiel. I went in that dank, old, mold-filled building and I preached to the walls. Nobody else there. I spoke to the walls. There, did I not do it? I preached like I had a congregation of 800 people sitting in front of me. I led worship. One day, pastor, I went out there. I found a Bible. Amen. And I preached to the walls. I ministered to that space. I began to speak to where I was. And, y'all, that's the revelation of Genesis 13, 14. You're going to have to learn how to start looking from where you are. Looking from how you feel, looking from what you know in the natural, knowing that, wait a minute, I've been obedient to God. I've honored God. I sow seed. I've been upstanding. I've governed my heart. God is up to something for me now. And all I got to do is discern the move of God. pastor it wasn't too long till we were walking in that church, till we owned it. We paid for it. We bought that church. We paid over 70% of it in cash. Amen. It wasn't long. It wasn't long. Same thing with the with the cafe buildings that we now own. Same thing with all the other stuff. Anything that I ever got. Can I just impart for a little bit? Anything I ever got in God, I spoke to it. I decreed it. I saw it before I saw it. Your pastor mentored me in marriage and such a blessing to me in my life. And I'll never forget when I was a single man. And, and, you know, it's just so powerful when I would talk to him after services on that gravel parking lot there in Charlotte. And I said, brother, real soon, you gonna see me and I'm gonna have my Honda minivan and I'm gonna be ordering my daughter a a, a Big Big Macs or what do you call it? Happy Meals and all that kind of good stuff. And I'll never forget the day. Anissa, it was surreal. When I called your dad, and I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was in the McDonald's drive through lane. This had to be at least seven, eight, ten years later, because we was framing that way, way back. I called him. I said, brother, he said, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm in the McDonald's Happy Meal line. And he said, well, what are you doing there? I got to get Lauren a Happy Meal. He said, whoa, bro, what are you getting? I said, I'm getting her a Happy Meal. Do you remember creating this? The baby, and what was you getting the Happy Meal in? In the Honda? Are y'all getting the revelation? Yo, you gotta learn how to speak into where you're going. You gotta learn how to see where you're going. You gotta learn how to discern the move of God before you ever know the move of God. Yes. Before it ever comes. I hope I'm not boring you. Come on. Yo, this is all about understanding that God is up to something for you. He wants to bless. He was right. He wants to do great things. God likes nice things. He wants to see you have nice things. He wants to see you prosper. But if you're going to get there, you got to know that your feelings are not always. Right. Y'all, I'm almost done. I'm just going to do some imparting today. Amen. Amen. Discerning the move of God. Over in Romans 8 and 13. So important. And this is going to help some of us get out of debt. This is going to help some of us stop spending money. Come on. Next time they give you a stimulus check, won't you put it in a stimulus offering? Amen. It's not enough to keep you anyway. Won't you sow it into the kingdom of God and see what God can do with it instead of buying another flat screen. Come on. Is that not right? Because my feelings, the impulses of life, are not always right. Can I show it to you in the amplified version, and I'm almost done. Over in Romans chapter 8, verse number 13, then I want to give you three things that's going to help you with your discernment or three things that you need to discern. And, Pastor, I'm almost home. The Bible says, for if you are living according to the what of the flesh? According to the what of the flesh? The impulses of the flesh. What are the impulses of the flesh? Your feelings. If you are living, if you are governing your life off of how you feel, what's the outcome? You are going to die. die. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I believe the word of God is accurate. So anytime I read a scripture that says something that I'm going to live or have abundant life, I want to do that. But if I read a scripture that tells me if I do this, I'm going to die. Somebody say, I don't want to do that. So I don't want to live by my feelings. I don't want to live by the impulses because if I do, what happens next? I'm going to die. But if you are living by the power discernment of the Holy Spirit and are habitually putting to death the sinful deeds of the body, you will really live how long, church? Forever. You can count on it. It's going to come to pass. And you're not just going to live. You're going to have life, John 10, and you're going to have it how? More More abundantly. abundantly. You're going to have the Zoe. You're going to have the good kind of life because you are living by discernment. You're living by wisdom. You're living by being tapped into what God is doing and saying at any given time. So what was the difference? What was the difference in the people who heard the sound of angels? Versus the folks who heard thunder. Three different people. What's the difference? And the one person that heard God. In this church today, church jam-packed. Yo, I'm not prophesying it, but I'm just going to tell you. What's the difference between the people in here who got breakthrough. The people in here who got rich during the offering exhortation, the people in here who got wisdom, who, who are now loaded with joy, right? What's the difference between them and the folk in here who at this hour still hadn't gotten anything yet? What is the difference? Their ability to discern the voice of God. And I will give you three quick things and we're going to move on from this place. Three quick things that's going to increase your discernment. Three quick things that you should look to towards understanding more about. Three quick things that you should cultivate more about that's going to increase your discernment. And I coined it this way, people, spaces, and voices. People, spaces, and voices. Will you say that with me, church? Come on. People, spaces, and voices. Now, I put people at the forefront because that actually is the access point to understanding spaces and voices. That is the people in your life. <laughs> now, I understand my brother and he's exactly right because he's tapped into the spirit. Not that I would ever judge that. Amen. But he's tapped into the spirit. It's not about our anniversaries. It's not about this. It's not about that. Amen. But with a little indulgence, um, I do want to preach a little bit of um. Of of, A pastor understanding, if you will, a little bit of pastoral allegiance, a little bit of man of God ism that is going to be crucial to us making it in the last days. Because if the voice of any other person in your life is amplified higher, number one, than the voice of God, you will surely die. But if the voice of any other person in your life is amplified higher than your spiritual leader, than your pastor, you probably are going to miss out on a lot of things in life. This is the pastor's anniversary. People, spaces, and sound. And you got to take a a step back today. Everybody who answered these altar calls, and particularly those of you who we talked about being indifferent, all that kind of good stuff. Amen. You've been renewed. You've been made over. Praise God. But now you got to take a step back, and you got to say, how did those little foxes get in? How did those other voices become bigger than all of the verified, successful voices in my life? People, spaces, and sounds. This is so good. Some wife has got to recognize when you're married to the anointing. Some husbands got to recognize. I heard the pastor say early this morning to a brother, let your wife minister to you. When you're married to a woman of God, that can help nurture you and strengthen you. People, spaces, and sounds. And are we recognizing that? And if we're not recognizing that, what's the hiccup? What is it that keeps us from those people, spaces, and sounds? Watch this word that's going to cause us to have, Brother Dwayne, imminent success. Imminent. You mean to tell me if I got a best friend that is successfully married with four virgin children and I allow him when I'm a single man to mentor me into marriage and be a blessing and speak and give me instruction and help me that uh, I will imminently have the same scenario in my life. So what is it that would keep me from accessing that? Good God Almighty. What is it that would lock that door in my life? What is it that would try with all diligence to get me to turn the volume down of those people, spaces, and voices? Who's doing that? Because we just read that our feelings, my sister, they're not always right. I mean, who would draw you out of this ministry? What would stop you from coming here? After all, you know, last I checked, all I got is one wife that doesn't wear sunglasses on the front row because I hit her the night before. I mean, all I got are for kids that love God. All I got, all I got is some integrity. All I got is a ministry by which I'm honored in a, in a six-figure savings? Can somebody besides me look around this room? Where and how did that come from? <laughs> I think somewhere along the way, The anointing did some stuff that we couldn't do for ourselves, but it probably has something to do with somebody who was willing and obedient. Brother, you just have to forgive me. I know it's not about your anniversary, but I'm going to break some protocol, and I am going to use this as a discipleship point. He don't care about the offering, but y'all, he does care about you winning, and your people, spaces, and sounds is what's going to get you to the blessing. Are y'all getting this revelation? I'm almost done. I got about like one or two more scriptures, and I'm about to finish this up. Thank you for your encouragement, but I'm really coming home. I got two more nights the Lord say the same, and I can stay here the whole week if he want me to, because ultimately, this is how you're gonna win. Yeah. This is how yeah. you're gonna overcome. Yeah. This is what's really gonna cause all of those promises to be yes and amen in your life. At the end of the day, if we nail it down there, the bottom line is at a certain point, you had to heed God and listen to his voice and your whole quality of life change. That's true, though. When I met First Lady Rogers, she doesn't get to preach with me so often, so I'm going to use her as an example. Y'all, when I met this woman of God, hello, she was walking into prayer yeah. out of the church that what she was going to, which started in her home, 3,000, 4,000-seat church. Only eight people on that night were going in for pre-service prayer. And she wow. met her husband going, going in, in for pre-service. Come on. So commitment to the things of God. To the things of God. Come on. Words of knowledge had come. Yeah. Is that right? But pre-service prayer. Okay. Going in. Just, just want Don't to be pray in prayer. Man. Come on. Just want to be. Can I can I can I edify your pastor? Earlier that day, your your wife is at the upper room church of God of Christ. We pray prayer agreement. Yeah, amen. I'm going tonight. They got New Year's Eve service. Pre-service prayer. And can I preach this revelation, First Lady Gina? People, spaces, and voices. She was in the right space. Hey, come on, at the right time. That's all it was. I'm just in the right space. I'm nowhere other than where I should be. I'm not in Durham tonight. I'm not in Greensboro tonight. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, in the right space at the right time. Just going for prayer, and God had me on His. Not with the wrong guy. People, Come on. spaces, and voices. And y'all, that's the revelation. Listen to her Good. At, the, at the end of the day, yes. Amen. Listen to her pastor. That night when the pastor laid hands on her, he said, I, I hear the Lord saying he's heard your plea. Voices. Yeah. Good. Voices. Mm-hmm. Voices. Months earlier, she wasn't in moral sin, but her pastor said, Yeah, that guy right there, don't mess with him, leave him alone. <laughs> Left him alone. That what? day, dropped him. It was real hard for you to drop a man when you don't went there with him. But because she hadn't, are y'all getting that revelation? Because she wasn't in her feelings doing stuff she shouldn't be doing, it was real easy. But what did she hear? The right voices. Are y'all getting this revelation? Of her pastor. Are y'all getting the revelation? People spaces and voice and y'all that's the discernment that's that's how this thing works because some of us in the room one of the reasons why we get jacked up is we trust our own discernment we trust our own intuition and I don't have time to preach all these things today but point number one was this if you don't have any discernment get around somebody that does yeah. Since I don't have any discernment, find somebody that actually has discernment, and that's what's going to cause my life, keyword, to imminently. Y'all know what eminent me means? It's got it, to, to. to come to pass. It's imminent. Cassie, it was imminent. Patrick, it was imminent. It had to come to pass. Imminent. It's going to, like, if you sow bountifully, you will imminently be rich. Yeah. You say whatever you want about that, but 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 10 is right. You sow bountifully, it is imminent. Now somebody will walk out, they won't sow bountifully. It's okay. They might get an inheritance. I don't know, but I'm talking about the people who sow bountifully, they're gonna be rich. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's gonna work. Yeah, it's gonna work. The people who get mentorship, they're gonna be mentored. Y'all know what the end of mentorship is. Mentored. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm taking on an uh, uh, intern, uh, a psychological intern in the fall. You know why she's coming on with our practice for a year or so? Because she, she wants to be one. She would have been mentored. And that means she would have become what we are today. Does that make sense? She will understand how to do a clinical workup. She will understand how to do that. Because ultimately, she wants to be what she sees. What is the image of what you want to be? Good God, I'm is that not right? And if this is not the image of what you want to be, I know my, you know, my brother can straighten this out if he wants to. But I'm gonna say, like Pop Ghoul, you know, that might be a different church, though. <laughs> It might be. I told my church that not long ago. It could be another place in space that that you just know that this is right for me. And particularly if God said it, now I don't think it's right, but you might. And, And if that's the space, find that space so you can go ahead and get on track with who God has called you to be. But the blessing is in you. Get back on track, Gabe, discerning spiritual things that you cannot See, y'all, I'm getting ready to close this thing out. I want you to see this. Matthew 16 and, 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 and 17. Somebody say, I ain't going nowhere. Somebody say, I found what I want to be like. <laughs> Amen. Matthew 16, 17. all what about if God is up to something for you? What about if he's got some things he wants you to have? What if God is moving on your behalf? Well, let's look at it over in Matthew 16, 17. Two more scriptures, and I believe I'm done. Then Jesus answered Peter. What did he answer Peter? After he asked the boys, who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? All right, amplify. He answered him, blessed, blessed, happily, spiritually secure, favored by God, are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because you got discernment. Because flesh and blood, mortal man, did not do what church revealed this to you. But my Father, which is where, where did you get that information out of the Spirit? Yo, there's some dumb things you're not gonna get out of flesh and blood. You're not gonna get out of what's seen. Somebody missed God today because they went by what was seen. Come on, they needed the 1,200 stadium seating. Not discerning people, spaces, and voices. Because if they were discerning the right people, spaces, and voices, they would understand that it would be actually over there, (laughs) off a wood forest, where you would have gotten what God had for you. But flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. I'm closing. People, spaces, and voices so crucial y'all I'm telling you and I'm gonna minister this this week but I want to get it down in your spirit y'all Jeremiah 33 and 3 run there real fast let's go home or turn it over to the pastor do the offer Jeremiah 33 and 3 because there are some things y'all that God is doing that you and I in the flesh in the natural don't know about but if we're to be blessed as he blessed Simon as he blessed Peter we're gonna to have to get out of flesh and blood and get into spirit. Look at it over in Jeremiah 33 and 3, one of my favorites. Sounds like my favorite, Ephesians 3 and 20. But call to me, and what am I going to do? I'm going to answer you, and I'm going to tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know of. Did y'all get that? Things in the spirit that you're not aware of. Things that I'm doing that you had no idea I was doing. You had an idea because you spoke about faith, but I always do above and beyond you ever ask or think. And I'm going to do that commiserate with what does commiserate mean? Walking alongside with your ability to discern people, spaces and sounds. I'm closing. I got if you will, I got to accept it years ago into the University of New Orleans. And they was going to give me a full ride. It's so good, Gappers. We're going to enjoy this tomorrow. They were going to give me a full ride, guys. I had it made. That was the population I wanted to study, underserved people, you name it. And, um, and, 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 and was on my way to New Orleans, Louisiana, contextually. right? The Spirit of God said, no, don't go. Stay right here. Your blessing is in Charlotte. I heard God because I discern people, spaces, and voices. Everybody who went on to the University of New Orleans in that cohort, all of their dissertations were underwater because a mad woman by the name of Katrina came along. And let me tell you how powerful God is, and this is so revelatory. God's got a fish for some of you if you don't make the right turn. All of those people who went on down there to do their PhDs, Guess where they ended up? University of North Carolina in the same classroom with me. Y'all, I'm so glad I discern spaces, voices, and people. That's the revelation, y'all. And at the end of the day, if we don't get that, it's not gonna work. Like just knowing who you're in the room with, just knowing who you have audience with. <laughs> I used to work for the NFL and they would pay for those guys full ride to college. They do this, they do that. Post NFL, you name it. They had the benefits, but because they couldn't discern the benefit because it it, it never hit home. Right. 70% of those guys within five years was broke. How you go from a $10 million contract to flat broke because you did not discern people, spaces, voices. You didn't deserve it. You weren't able to see. (laughs) Is that all right? And y'all, I I really, you know, in in, in, and of me, (laughs) I would want to preach you happy, but I think God's still pressing on somebody's heart. I do. I think God is pressing on, that's what I believe, nephew. I believe God pressing on somebody's heart in this room. I believe this is what grace looks like. It's another moment to make all those right moves and start to recognize where I am in this time and space God has moved earlier but can I pray again that the increase of discernment come upon us amen because we got to discern the right voices y'all if you didn't discern the right voices I didn't exhaust that and you was listening to falsy all this time you you got like 12 different messages didn't you like Dr. Fawzi, on any given day, y'all not nodding too hard on that. I, I hope I messed nobody up with that. But you, y'all know what I mean. Like that was probably not the best voice over the last sixteen months to listen to. Maybe it was. Mm-mm. But people, spaces, and sounds. Come on. All right. That's all I'm saying. So I'm closing. I close with all levels of, of gratefulness to my brother for letting me do his anniversary. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, at the end of the day, and this is so God, too, because the truth is, it was still a pastor's anniversary message because, like, right now, if you can discern the space you in, KCOH, yes, and the person you have, persons, <laughs> and the, the sounds that come every Wednesday and Thursday, or rather Wednesday and Sunday, You're gonna be imminently successful. It's got to come to pass. The right people, the right sounds, and the right spaces. I wanna pray.